Armored Bear Productions. Welcome to Not Safe for Wizards, an actual play 5th edition D&D podcast. Hi, you're listening to a prologue episode of Not Safe for Wizards. I'll be talking with Greg Lockwood. He plays Lilith Bricksmasher, the cleric of Let's get started. Thanks for sitting down, Greg. Thank you, sir. Uh, so, what was uh, what was Lilith doing before she decided to become an adventurer? Well, Lilith was brought up in a small village, and her parents were followers of Edar that took the edict very seri- very literal with the be fruitful and multiply to the point they couldn't provide for all their children so they sold her to a dwarven merchant who was selling wares who didn't treat her badly and raised her as one of his own children until she hit the age of 18 and set off on a path to destroy Edar. Wow, destroy Edar. Um, so what what was it that made Lilith though become an adventurer well, she felt that when she got into the, became a cleric of Lemon Gear, that she needed more real worldly experience. So she set off with a fellow brother to become opportunistic sailors. Uh, is that uh, another phrase for pirate? Yes. Okay. Pirates. Pirates. And that didn't end well for another more powerful pirate captain with a more powerful necromancer set the undead onto their ship and she barely escaped and her fellow brother brother christopher was sacrificed himself to save her okay so lilith uh lilith being a devotee of lemagir the uh the god of death and undeath uh how does that what what's that make Lilith's core values at? She doesn't um she really just she wants to be a good person and she tries. She's a fighter for the underdog. And she just uses her clerical abilities to help who she, you know, feels needs help. So I guess so we've talked about she's uh, she's specifically devoted to Lemgier, she was raised obviously in in a an Adar worshiping family. So only until she was five, and then, then she, she was sold, sold because she had thirteen other brothers and sisters. Okay. Um. So what is her belief then about the the other deities? She doesn't know a whole lot about the other deities. She kind of was sheltered in the dwarven stronghold, living in the mountains with the dwarves. So there was the dwarven deities. And then she um, went with her father, adopted father, to sell stuff and fell into the temple of Lemongeer and liked what they were selling. So does uh, does Lilith have a, a long-term plan? Not so much as, you know, where her next meal is coming and she likes the company she keeps. She's very particular. She wants to, you know... Just make her fortune. 
Destroy Edar. <laughs> um, is there a line that Lilith isn't willing to cross? Depends on the circumstances. There's always a circumstance for something. So she's able to justify anything that she may yes, need to do? She okay. can justify anything she has to do. Um, Won't kill women and children. <laughs> unless she has to kill women and children. Probably that, not children, though. Seems fair. Seems fair. Um, so where? So so amongst her adventuring comrades, uh, does she have ones that she feels closest to, friendliest with? Probably Jade is the one she's closest to. She feels um, protective over Jade because Jade comes from a similar background, though Jade's parents were murdered. Lilith's parents gave her up, which kind of made it feel like they died to her. Um, and then the flip side of that, are there any characters in the group that Lilith either doesn't like or... Wouldn't say that she doesn't like. She's a little scared of Thorn for obvious reasons, being a cleric. And she finds Orion interesting as she wants to show him the errors of his ways with his radical devotion to the terrible god Edar. One day she will change him. I that this this is going to be interesting uh, for sure because I'm I, I can just imagine this showdown coming. It's going to be a showdown. It's slowly. It's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a psychological thing. One day Edar will fail him, and Lilith will be there to point out the fact that Edar failed him. Nice. So, um, you have been a player. Uh, you've been playing D anD D for a while. So where or, and tabletop role playing games. Where where did you start? When did you start? Uh, when I was in seventh grade, I started playing. I think it was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. So like thirty two years ago. And I pretty much stuck with Dungeons and Dragons till just recently. I started to play um, Star Wars X-Wing with my son and my uh, co-worker. But Dungeons and Dragons has always been my go-to love. Always. I played uh, a little bit of Battletech once, but never stuck like D&D stuck. So what do you think, is, what do you think about D&D that is what sticks? I just like the fantasy. I like being somebody else. That's why majority of the time I play, I play, you know, a different race. It's the first time I've really played a human That's in true. a game. Um, and I always play a lady because why play something you are in real life when you can be something else? Sounds like a, sounds like a real good policy there. Um, you mentioned you, you, you are playing X-Wing with your son. What a, you know, as a parent, you know, what's your feeling about introducing the game to to children? Oh, I love it. It's, you know, imagination is everything to a kid. If you can teach your kids to imagine, there's nothing they can't do. Because if you don't have imagination, you'll never think of the next great thing to help to invent or anything. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And, and kids do have, you know, some pretty, pretty broad imaginations. And they I can, mean, they will come up with, you know, if, they, if you don't, foster their imagination they will you know i, I think kids wither yeah. without i definitely agree with you i definitely agree with you um playing so you're playing a cleric dedicated to a, a death god undeath god 
what what do you think are going to be the challenges coming down the road? Um, well, my gung ho life companion, uh, Orion. Well, things will happen that will probably upset him. But the other people, it seems we have a campaign of well-balanced people because no one is a true, aside from Orion, is a true goody-goody. I feel in other circumstances in the broader city life, there could be problems being, you know, racist or... Oh, I can't think of the word. But towards uh, the religion. Hmm. Yeah, no, I... I you know, I, that's one of the things. Interaction with other villagers. Yeah, no, I, I definitely could see. Um, you know, I think one of the things I've tried to present is like everyone kind of is a is a polytheist for the most part, a polytheist in 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 the campaign world. So they're, you know, they look towards all the gods. Um, you know, and and every god has their value, um, even gods that may be. You know, like the Vixis, the the god of treachery, or or Lemgier, the you know, it's uh, you know, but death is part of part of the natural cycle. Yes. Um, you know, so it's not like there's any worship that's really outlawed, but I I would definitely think you would get you know Lilith would get the uh, a little bit of the stink eye from from some villagers. Well, a lot of people, because like you said, I'm trying to corrupt the natural order. Yeah, well, that's where the undeath thing is, and that's that's where I could maybe see some some troubles along the way. Oh, we want to resurrect people while they're on their funeral pyre, so they can be punished twice. Nice. Um, I think we pretty much covered okay. everything we wanted to cover. Uh, I, I know, I know, folks will be definitely uh, entertained by uh, by Lilith. Um, you know, you you definitely have a, a hook with. Uh, Ghost Pirates. Yes, I do like my Ghost Pirates. Um, so I think folks can can look forward to that. Um, but no, I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with me today. Uh, I am Joseph Vock. I am the DM. Thank you for listening. Hey, I just want to thank you for listening to this prologue episode. Um, if you'd like to help support the podcast, uh, right now the best way for you to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes. Even if you don't use iTunes, it's the best way to help make sure that we're appearing in the algorithm uh, so more people can find us. Um, in the show notes, we'll have uh, where you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.